0: And welcome back to NRI Women, the show where we chat with and share stories of women of Indian origin
1: living abroad. I'm Nanora. And I'm Bettina. Each week, we chat with different women who share their experiences, struggles and successes, and it's our hope that you are inspired by what you hear or just learn something new. This week, we learn something new, define best by the court, be the type of person you want to meet. So how can one do that
0: or achieve change in their life, on the off chance they feel stuck, unfulfilled or basically need to rethink their life? We're in discussion today with Samitha Goswami, a life coach. She shares her knowledge on why one may require a coach, how to pick one should you need one and what are some of the things one can do immediately to affect your life positively. So what is a life coach?
2: To explain what uh, life coaching is, let me first talk about the differences between a consultant, Mm -hmm. a therapist, a mentor and a coach. Uh, Do you ride a bike? Yes. Do you remember how you learned to ride a bike? Trial and error. I normally like to give this metaphor just to explain the differences between all these. So as a consultant, you're an expert in bike riding. Mm -hmm. Okay, you've already mastered bike riding process and you've figured out the most efficient way to do it. Mm and they will typically assess what you've been doing so far and provide you with a detailed plan on how to do it correctly, Mm -hmm. complete with a guideline. Mm -hmm. That's what a consultant does. Now, a therapist is most interested in why you're unable to ride a bike. Mm -hmm. What are the problems? What was your past? Mm -hmm. What happened in your childhood? So they would dwell more with those Mm -hmm. than actually teaching you how to ride the bike Mm -hmm. and take it out from the root now a mentor has been riding a bike for quite some time and is there to share what they know about the process they want to see us successful and willing to spend time with us it would be compared to learning by seeing and probably the mentor must have already been through that process now when you look at a coach a coach offers a different type of relationship altogether there's a lot of asking and not much telling Mm -hmm. so the coach is just asking ask questions but not really telling us how to ride the bike they work with us to tap into what we already know it's most of the time we have the answers within us by looking at it we know how the bike works but it's just that we are not able to take out our strengths so the coach help us take out those strengths so this is what coaching is all about
1: samita worked in retail until the point when she moved to russia with her husband She utilized this chance to switch vocations and turned into an educator. Following seven years of working as an educator, she chose to join a training and leadership organization and therefore came across coaching accidentally.
2: To be very honest, two years ago, I didn't know much about life coaching, but our uh, company is such that we are into coaching and training and I've always realized that, you know, I was always the go-to person for most of my friends. And my family, when they had to take any decision, when they had any problems So somehow I felt that you know, maybe have a little bit of that in me, that empathy for others And the passion to see somebody else do well in whatever sphere they are in So, and uh, I think that has played a big role in deciding to do uh, life coaching So, you know, the journey started from there Her
0: work with an organization that provides leadership training presented her with an opportunity to align her profession with her passion. She's passionate about working with teens and young adults and is currently a life coach working closely with this age group.
2: So I'm a certified NLP practitioner and a professional coach. NLP is one of the most powerful methods for helping people make dramatic shifts in their uh, lives. The name NLP is actually Neuro Linguistic Programming where uh, the mind, the body and the language works together. I chose NLP primarily because I've discovered that NLP actually works very well with children because they are at that stage where, you know, you, uh, they need that kind of guidance.
1: We were led through a simple NLP exercise offline to illustrate the mind and body link. We will share this exercise with you. What it comes down to is this, how your body, your health, how you stand, how you breathe, the way you move, what you eat, all of this affects your mind and emotions and vice versa. For example, it's impossible for the mind to be calm if the muscles of your body are constantly tensed and it's very hard to be stressed if your body is fully relaxed. It's easy to experience the mind-body link in practice. Try this quick experiment with us. Of course, please don't try it if you're driving or you're walking about. Slump over and look at your feet. Now try to remember a time when you were happy, excited and full of energy. Now stand up, look up and throw your arms wide and try to remember a time that was quite boring, grey and miserable. Notice what happened. We're guessing that for most of you, like it was for us, it was not easy to remember a happy time when you were slumped over, and also not easy to bring to mind a miserable time when you were standing up and looking up in a posture that usually means happiness.
0: We were amazed to discover the strong connection between our mind and body. We had heard of it before, but we made the connection whilst doing the exercise. Exercises such as this one are one part of coaching. Depending on the client's needs, A normal coaching course is about 8 to 12 sessions and each session about 60 minutes long. Samitha shares an example of a typical session and how life coaching related to academics can help teenagers.
2: So Every coach has a unique approach towards the clients. Mm -hmm. However, most uh, coaching sessions have a common structure and unfold in pretty much the same way. So the first thing is to do is to identify uh, the issue of the session. So each session that we have, uh, the client comes up with an issue and we talk about the issue and then we set the outcome of the session. So if I, if I have to give you an example of uh, academic life coaching for teenagers. So here, uh, not necessarily that they are uh, not good students, but probably everybody has got a different thinking uh, or learning style. Yeah. So somebody might be more, audio, you know, learn through visual, uh, visually. Somebody might uh, learn through their, through audio. Somebody might be more kinesthetic. So uh, we try and align the uh, learning style of the student and how the st- student can adapt themselves to the dif- to the other learning styles. So that itself is a great skill to have. Yeah. Like, uh, how how can you, if the teacher is very visual and you're more of a audio auditory learner, then how do you change it? How do you uh, try to remember what the teacher is saying? Because you might just lose interest. Yeah, yeah, or sometimes the yeah. teacher must be just talking so much and you're such a visual learner that it just, which has happened to me all the time. So how do you make your mind maps? How do you uh, make pictures to help you learn? So it, it could be implemented in all... Uh, spheres of life
1: this is only one example however training is available for all parts of life from individual to business so how does one know whether they need a coach
2: if anybody's ever debated hiring a life coach or uh, you're just curious about what one can do for you you know you just have to look at the benefits that happen normally with a life coach first you get clarity You get clarity about your goals and the direction you would like to lead in. Then your accountability is a big factor. Accountability is a powerful tool for creating any change. So when uh, engaged in life coaching process, you will work with a coach to create smart goals. And you know that you are accountable to somebody. Somebody is going to ask you, have you done that? Just an example, a friend of mine here, so she has been always saying, Oh, I have to go for a walk. I have to go for a walk. And it's not coaching, I haven't coached her or anything, but I just tell her that after you go for a walk, just send me a message. That you went for a walk. She's like, you know, that actually makes me go for a walk because I'm so scared to receive your message that did you go (laughs) or not. So I think it just works for any of us. You know, we need a little bit of the discipline somewhere. So then uh, the other thing is that you get totally unbiased input. We normally get a lot of input and uh, advice from our friends and family but there's always some bit of biasness. Mm -hmm. But with a coach, it's absolutely unbiased because most of the time, yeah, on neutral grounds. So so I think there's a lot to take away from that. And then it's all about your own personal development. So if you're thinking about your own development, even if you don't have uh, really an issue to talk about but you want to move to the next level. So yeah. That is where the coach takes you. In the
0: words of Albert Einstein, problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. Sometimes we need a new approach or a new level of thought. It may mean that we need a third party like a coach. So where would one discover a coach?
2: Uh, you have to be more specific as to what you're asking for, what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Like life coach for teens, like more like a youth coach, or um, career coaching more for university students, where uh, we work with uh, CV building and uh, mock interviews and the whole get up, how you present yourself uh, before the interviewer. Then it could be entrepreneurship coaching, where you're setting up a business and you want to just move forward it could be also executive coaching like you're stuck at a particular level in your career and you move want to move to the next level so how do you take it there so it could be so when you're searching or obviously word of mouth which works very well in terms of uh, live coaching i think linkedin and all these other uh, social media they have a lot of platforms where you can connect with coaches and then you just try out
1: how has being a coach impacted her life
2: personally? Firstly, it has stopped me from being very judgmental. You know, as as parents or even as a spouse, as a friend, we, we always judge people. You know, why, why, why did this happen? Why did you do this? You know, how can you do something like this? But I think that has stopped me from being judgmental because we always, now I have, I always try to look at the other's point of view. Maybe there is a reason behind it. What is the reason behind it? And that has changed my attitude towards my kids a lot and I don't really scream at them all the time (laughs) and I think I sit down, I understand them, I listen to them. I think listening is one of the biggest things that we can give in any relationship because we are always there to talk but we normally don't listen. So I think that has brought about a lot of change. Another thing uh, that uh, I I do with my son because he's in high school, secondary now, that he writes a letter to himself over the year. Mm -hmm. Like he writes normally at the beginning of the school year and we read it at the end of the school year. So just the goals, what he wants to achieve, be it academic, be it socially, anything. In fact, last year for Christmas in the the school, uh, I was a class mum in year 6, so we did a Christmas tree with all their goals. So the students came up with all their goals and we had it in colorful paper and we stuck it like a christmas tree. Nice. And it worked really well because you know they would just come in look at it
0: to see if oh, they Oh yeah the it's
2: year. like you know am i somewhere close by am i going to achieve it. So at the end of the year we gave them the goals and they were like oh you know we have actually done this. Oh so, yeah so you can just implement it anywhere anytime sure. yeah. with anybody. This process has helped her become a better person
0: spouse, friend, and a parent. So what can we as parents do to raise empowered children?
2: I think the first thing I would say is that uh, to live with imperfection, to tell our kids that we are not perfect. We have a lot of imperfection in us. And so it's okay for you to have those imperfections. And uh, once they accept that, I think that would definitely make them more resilient to anything because they would take it as, yes, I, you know, it's okay. I might not be able to do it, it's fine. I, I shouldn't be able to do everything. That is the first. Second is, of course, uh, judgment, to suspend uh, judgment as and when possible. Obviously, we can't let them do everything. But uh, we should tell them that, okay, it's okay to make a mistake as long as you know it's a mistake and you can take it from there. And the other one is, uh, especially for mums, you know, we go under that peer pressure of, oh, I haven't done this, the other mum is doing this and, you you know, yeah, so don't, just accept, don't accept uh, criticism from other people because they're not in the same boat as you. So I think if the children see these in their parents or in their mums, primarily in the mums, I would say because they spend more time with the children, I think that's what just makes them resilient and empower them with, you know, what
1: they need to face their life. We may not need a coach right now, but what change can we make today that can impact our life positively?
2: I think it's so easy to get caught up in our day-to-day aspects of life and forget to just pause, self-reflect and look at the bigger picture. You know, we are all running around and doing our chores and then we just forget that why are we really doing it? What is that is that we are actually looking for so slowing down and taking time to think about our life is extremely helpful in creating a better sense of who we are and uh, we also want to be and and how are we going to get there basically Mm -hmm. so once we understand important aspects of the self we become better able to adapt to any any changing environment i think we've never really asked ourselves these questions like so i'm just asking you a few so that you can think a bit Number one is, what is unique about you? We never really think about it. So whenever we have our coaching sessions, the first question we normally ask is what is, and people take so much time to think about it. Yeah. You know, they know. It's just that we have been told that you shouldn't self-praise. Yes. You know, you shouldn't be able to do self-praise and you shouldn't talk about yourself, but why not? Because that's the best way to motivate yourself. Yeah. So. What is unique about you? What has been your biggest achievement this year? Oh, I didn't really do anything. I was just at home. You know, many people might just say that I was just sitting at home. But you're still doing so much. So why underestimate your achievements? And then what are you most grateful about? Because we just get into that whole thing about complaining. Oh, this hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. But what are the good things that have happened? That we are getting up in the morning all fresh and we are going out. So that itself is a big You know, the big thing to be grateful for.
0: And for the long term, is there a simple exercise that we can practice to help us identify and plan our future goals?
2: One exercise which always has been very powerful is uh, to look at yourself from like your future self is looking at you now. So uh, where are you? If you look at yourself 10 years down the line, where are you? So that exercise I think is very very thought provoking that okay is this what I, is this where I want to be 10 years from now or not even 10 years, is this where I want, so look at at yourself as if you're looking at somebody else Mm -hmm. and look at the path, the journey, where are you? So I think that clears a lot of no this is not what I really want to do so what are the changes that I need to make? So I think that is one exercise if we keep Doing it, like maybe every month would be a little difficult. Mm-hmm. So even yearly, mm-hmm. just to check, okay, if I'm looking at myself as an outsider, do I really like it? Yeah. So that itself is a very, very powerful exercise.
1: I asked myself that, and the answer surprised me. The 2027 me would not be happy with the 2017 me. I had some ideas and was on a path. Would that path lead me to where I want to go? Probably not. But the 2028 me thinks I'm on the right path in 2018. I have clarity of thought today and goals in mind that I want to achieve. And every day I take decisions and actions which help me get closer to those goals. What about you Nino?
0: As you most likely are aware Bhattu, I take baby steps, I'm not sluggish about my future but rather just not concentrated on the unknown. I don't know whether it's an ideal thing or an awful thing. My life has shown me a ton of lessons over time and for me to think along these lines nonetheless, the one thing I never envisioned was moving towards a life coach, to ask or get advice. Perhaps in the event that I did, my objectives and life would be so different today.
1: We're mindful that having a life coach may not be a possibility for everybody. We're only happy to know that there are options available to the clerics, nuns, uncles, close relatives our folks thought were reasonably prepared to manage us in all parts of our life. Join us again next time for our conversations on NRI Woman. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes. The show is available to download on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: If you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us at hello at nriwoman.com or Twitter at nri woman. Stay tuned for highlights from the next episode at the end of the show. You can see and learn more about the amazing women we chat with on our Facebook page or website www.nriwoman.com.
1: I'm Nanora. And I'm Bettina. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring, and be kind. Next week on NRI Woman. It's not to say that my family
0: aren't important enough for me. In fact, they are even more so. But as a woman in this day and age, um, I believe we are lucky enough to be given the opportunities to live out our dreams and have the choice to be either stay at home moms or working moms, both
1: being very demanding roles. New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe.